We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to Kits and Wagers, where we discuss kits and wagers in the Premier League. I am Adam Zedroik, joined by Chris Owen. We both work at Roto-Wire. Chris, you went to the big CCL match last night in Seattle against Pumas. Seattle, the first ever MLS CCL champion. How does it feel? How's it feel to be the hometown team here? Uh, yeah, I mean, great. It was a great game to go to. Um, you know, obviously fun to see them win. I, I, I adopt, you know, I didn't have an MLS team before I moved out here a few, a few years ago, so I've adopted them since and have been to quite a few games. And uh, yeah, it was it was really cool. Great atmosphere, sixty eight thousand, I think they said, in the stadium. The Pumas fans were awesome. They, you know, they were cheering, chanting all, all game, stuck around for the, the ceremony after. And uh, that was, I thought that was a really cool part of it. But yeah, awesome game. You know, it got a little, I think Seattle kind of dominated for most of it. Uh, there was a couple opportunities for Pumas, but otherwise Seattle just like needed, they started pegging the ball around in the second half and they got the breakthrough, kind of a lucky deflection from Raul Rui Diaz in the first half. But I thought it was coming for a bit and then, I think what was the last 20 minutes or so they got two more goals and I thought the highlight for me was uh, Nico Lodero's goal at the end it was probably like 85th minute or so and uh, he caught the deflect I think Jordan Morris hit it off the post uh, Lodero just tucked it home takes his shirt off runs to run to the supporters and he you know he's just celebrating with them and then after you know he gets his card and then he just while he's like about to put a shirt back on he just holds it up to the stadium um, so that was it was like messy in the Bernabeu or uh, yeah I think like or, uh, yeah that's yeah, what I Bernabeu saw on Twitter. years ago yeah I saw the side to side of of Lodero and Messi there yeah it wasn't quite as cold as Messi doing that like that stop and shine winner when he was in the Bernabeu and then holds yeah. it takes his shirt off and holds it up to the the supporters but it, it was really different. cool to see yeah really cool to see so um but uh, this is kits and wagers and uh, you know just I. One of the more impressive things for me, and that, that's been fun to watch this season, is the development of Obed Vargas. He's 16 years old. He, uh, Jao Paulo, went down with an injury early in the first half. He's their, their like stud defensive midfielder. 
and uh, he went down, was was carted off essentially. And Obed Vargas comes on and he bosses the match for the rest of the game at 16 years old. I mean, when I was 16, I wasn't up to anything. <laughs> you know, I was like, dude, I was up to no good, frankly. And so, um, same. It, that inspired me to. Uh, I, I got my my uh, old youth soccer jer- jersey here that I would wear when I was 16. Uh, still fits me, frankly. And uh, yeah, so I was like, you know, all right, Obed, I'll, see, I'll I'll pull mine out for you. So. <laughs> um yeah i was inspired by that when i was 16 there we go (laughs) yeah that's the only parallels between he and i you know we played soccer at 16 uh, but otherwise they end there and yeah great game um you know makes for makes for an afternoon coffee necessary today but uh yeah we're we're hanging in there yeah i saw the game ended uh, about midnight time for for me so it was probably a little later for you just because of you're at the game, so I'm sure there's celebrations after. But, uh, right. yeah, just in terms of Obed Vargas, uh, I wonder if, he, you know, he's one of the guys who could go over to Europe. Uh, I mean, he's only 16. I mean, we have, like, Gianluca Busio from Born yep. KC, just these young guys that, that make the move over to Europe. And, I mean, you could see Vargas going over to Europe in the future. But Yeah, definitely. Uh, he's from so- Alaska, too, so. That's basically Europe, so (laughs) yeah, closer to Russia than Europe, but uh, yeah, (laughs) I mean, same thing, right? Well, for now, I guess same thing for Mm now. We'll see what Mm -hmm. happens, but uh, yeah, I just went with my 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 uh, old school Germany kit, and I, I pulled it out because. Unfortunately, I have a bet on West Ham to advance in the semifinal against Eintracht Frankfurt, and it looks like Frankfurt are going to win. So I was like, okay, Germany. So I'll pull out my German kit, and so here we are. My bet will lose, but I guess my my kit will do something. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I, ha- I have an Eintracht Frankfurt kit that I'll have to get out for the final. Uh, well, that's, that's if uh, West Ham don't come back. But West Ham are what I see plus – 28 plus 3500 to advance right now so if if you think they can come back right now down a man uh they have two goals they need two goals so this is like a real madrid manchester city situation except they're down a man and away from home so there you go yeah it's gonna be tough for them so game week 36 in the premier league we got we're gonna be discussing we got this liverpool tottenham match pretty big match for both sides and then we got a couple I think every match we're talking about has some significance in the table uh, for every team outside of, I guess, Aston Villa. We're talking about Aston Villa and Leeds. But before we get there, sorry, Aston Villa, Burnley. And I guess that's the first match we're talking about. So Burnley are home against Aston Villa. Burnley are, I guess they're technically above Leeds in the table, but they're actually even with Leeds right now. Both have four matches to go. Everton have five matches to go. Both Burnley and Leeds are two above Everton. So points are still needed here. Aston Villa sitting on 40. I mean, their goals are really just kind of, you know, just for fun, play for the top 10. Hope they can get there kind of thing because they don't really have anything overall to play for outside of, I guess, technically, if they don't get another point, maybe they'll be relegated. But uh, that's an extreme case. But uh Burnley to win two, plus 200 and you got Aston Villa plus 145 and then draw is plus 235 over two and a half goals plus 100 under two and a half minus 125 Burnley at home have been pretty good since Sean Dyche have left do you think Burnley can win this one 
I do. They're in great form. They've taken 10 points out of a possible 12 over the last four matches. They are playing a little bit more progressively, at least from my perspective, than they were under Sean Dyche. Aston Villa, not, you know, they they, they won last week uh, 2-0 over Norwich, which was uh, good to see because they had been on a little bit of a skid prior to that. I just think the narrative of, you know, Villa's kind of in just like middle of the table purgatory here. Um, just like they're, they're safe. I think that they're, they're not, they're 15th on 37 points, but they, they should, you know, they should be okay. But I, I think Burnley just, you know, continuing to fight for that, that relegation, um, battle. Um, I just think that, that, uh, they're going to have a little bit, um, a little bit more motivation. Sorry. I said 37. Astonville are 13th on 40 points. Burnley sit on 34. Um, so anyways, yeah, I just think Burnley have that motivation to stay out of the relegation zone. They're playing much better than Villa are. Villa heading into turf more, which is, you know, traditionally a pretty tough place to play. I think that, uh, I like Burnley in this instance. Um, and I would go for them. Uh, what did we say? Plus 125 plus 200 for Burnley to oh, win. Plus 200 at home. Whereas yeah. Aston Villa are actually favored on the road. I, I, you know, we, we've talked about this in the past, but, uh, teams away in the Premier League just seem to, you know, it's tough to get those results and, and Burnley motivation playing at home playing much better. Um, I, I think for all those reasons I would, I'd rather go Burnley here at plus 200. Yeah. The funny thing about Aston Villa, we were talking about what crystal palace and Southampton who draw a lot Aston Villa away from home. They have six wins, one draw, 10 losses. So wow. it kind of seems like one of these teams is going to win. Uh, before I looked at that stat, I was like, uh, probably like 1-1, score the straw kind of a thing. Yeah. But yeah, you look at Burnley's results, and it's still kind of hard to actually – like they are getting wins, which is more than you could say under Sean Deitch. Yeah. So that is the positive. But, I mean, Watford, they got that – they came back against Watford last week. Their prior home matches, they beat Wolves, they beat Southampton. And – it, it's just kind of hard to read. Like, like, how much are we putting into those games? I I don't know. Uh, Aston Villa are, I guess, kind of a similar team in that aspect. You don't really know what they're gonna, you're going to get out of them. I wouldn't say they actually played overly well against Norwich last week. It was just kind of, you know, they beat Norwich, and Norwich got relegated with that loss. But I don't know if they actually looked good. But I think the big thing with Villa is they're still – it seems like for the most part that they're still limiting chances to other to other teams. Their last away match, they allowed five only five shots and point three expected goals at Leicester City. I know Leicester City rotated, but that's still a pretty good stat, no matter who you're playing away from home. And I think this is going to be kind of a lower scoring game. And what we're getting minus one twenty five. So I'd, I'd probably look at the the under uh, two and a half in this matchup. Um, what... Yeah, something noteworthy too is they haven't played yet this season. I think they had some COVID. Was it COVID cancellation? Oh, that's right. Like... Two of their last so, four are against each other. That's right. Yeah, so they'll play each other twice here in the matter of about two weeks. Um, so they haven't. They're not. You know, don't have, we don't have that sample of earlier in the season what happened. Uh, so it'll be interesting, especially you know, maybe the second matchup will be pretty interesting too, is because you know they'll have that familiarity with each other. And um, yeah, the the previous time out, it was three last season. It was three two Burnley, which is um, kind of in 
in opposition of, of the, the low score and affair we're expecting here. But uh, the previous ones, 0-0-1-2-2-2-1-0-1-1. So uh, not, not particularly high scoring events in the, in the past, uh, you know, dating back like a, quite a few years here since that, since yeah. uh, Bert, Aunt Villa have been kind of yo-yoing between the Premier League and the championship. Yeah. You also got different managers. So right. how much, how much we're putting into that? Yeah, talk, but, not, not enough to, to really rely on. All right. So I actually like, so I said under two and a half, but both teams to score, no on both teams to score is plus 110. So I actually like that. Uh, you're getting more money. And I think one of these teams is going to fail to score. Uh, I don't know who, I think both teams could win one nil, could win two nil. Uh, I mentioned Aston Villa, how they limit chances, but on the other end of that, Burnley, what were you just talking? Back-to-back clean sheets at home. Uh, just overall, better better team defensively. They haven't allowed, I guess they allowed that goal to Burnley, but plus 110 on that, and I just think that is pretty good. Uh, so even including the 2-0 win against Norwich last week, Aston Villa have four goals in the last six matches. So you combine that with Burnley and I'm surprised that you can get plus money on both team uh no on both teams to score uh yeah yeah you like that one too oh yeah I mean a little bit better odds there than the uh, under two and a half I still think they're both intriguing bets but both teams to score I mean if it ends up one one whatever but you could (laughs) you could kind you could kind of hedge there uh, you know if you want to take it's not going to be a draw though we I mean we that's already no draws here (laughs) yeah I guess that's true Villa doesn't draw so um yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Winner. No one both teams to score. Mark it up as a winner. And Best bet number here. one. There we go. Adam's giving them out. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> Next game we're talking about. We got Liverpool. They're back at home. They were in Villarreal on Tuesday. Liverpool are home against Tottenham. And I guess we'll just read off the table for all these games here. Liverpool still fighting Manchester City. For top of the table, Tottenham currently fifth. They are two points back of Arsenal, and it seems like they're going to finish fourth or fifth in the table. Uh, Manchester United have uh, – Tottenham have two games in hand compared to Manchester United, who are three points back. So it seems like Tottenham are going to be in that fourth or fifth spot. So both teams still a lot to play for. We got our, uh, Liverpool minus 210 to win. Tottenham are plus 600. Draws plus three ninety over three and a half goals plus one thirty five under two and a half is plus one forty five. Are you are we going with the over three and a half in this Liverpool game? I think uh, I think I am. Uh, are you are you going back to the your roots here in the over three and a half? The their last two two matches have been over three and a half. Earlier in the season was that it was two two they drew. And then last season, back in January, it was 3-1. Prior to that, we hadn't hit over three goals dating back a couple of years. But, yeah, I mean, both both attacks, this is a dangerous game. Um, Tottenham are just so good on the counter. Liverpool probably going to possess the ball for, for quite a while. And just, like, you know, Tottenham can, can kind of strike like lightning here on the counter attack. But, yeah, I don't – it'll be interesting. Liverpool getting, a you know, one more extra day here than they had – Last week, uh, when they did the Villarreal in Newcastle, now they on a Wednesday to Saturday, and now they'll, they'll do the Tuesday to uh, to a late Saturday kickoff too. So, um, should be interesting. I think we'll see a fair bit of rotation. Um, sounds like uh, 
I mean, they they just are playing so many games, and then quickly they're going to turn around and play Tuesday against Aston Villa. So I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, a little bit of rotation, at least up top. Probably uh, Kanate comes out and Matip comes back in. Maybe, you know, Robertson or, or Alexander-Arnold getting a little bit of rest. I think Trent will probably stick in the lineup. But, um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. But, yeah, I, I would still bet the over on the goals. Over three and a half is, is a bit of a – it's uh, I'm a little weary of it, but you really don't get any value at over two and a half minus one eighty. So if you're going to do that, you you might as well you know ante up and, and go with the over three and a half for plus one thirty five. Uh, both teams involved in games with a lot of goals recently too. So I think I think that's that's probably the play here, and uh, yeah, that's where I'd go with it. Yeah, there may be some rotation. I just wonder, just because they're playing Tottenham and then they're playing Aston Villa, I wonder what the rotation is going to look like. I mean, we'll probably uh, – Kata started midweek. We'll probably get Jordan Henderson back. And, uh, well, yeah, Jota started. Well, I'm thinking he only went 45 minutes and Diaz came on. But Diaz will probably start now. Uh, we'll see how much they rotate. They haven't been doing – too much uh i don't think just in terms of the with champions league with league play going back and forth kind of a thing uh, they haven't been doing that much uh i think yeah i mean gomez came in for trent last saturday right. they i would guess it, I it think, was that last match i guess it was that newcastle match where they rotated yeah. probably more than than any yeah. other game really i wouldn't be surprised to see andy rock Andy Robertson probably get get a uh, a rest here. Um, yeah, uh, Costas Samikas probably maybe coming up left back, but other than that, you know they did start Milner last week. If you're uh, watching here on YouTube, Adam's got the uh, the game pulled up. But yeah, Matip, I, I think just left backs probably prone to it. And then another another part of that fold is Bobby Firmino. I think is he was he's been training this week, so. I don't know if he comes immediately back into the starting eleven, but just offers him another another layer up top. Yeah, he probably won't start. I, I don't even think he made the bench. He traveled midweek, but he did not start. Yeah, but yeah, I just think, uh, like you said, just the counterattacking. I think this will be up and down. I think there will be goals. I mean, we saw early in the season it was two two. Tottenham had two point five eight expected goals from just ten shots, and Liverpool with one point four six. I think there's just going to be goals in this game. I think. I think Liverpool in range for three goals. And then you just got to hope that maybe you hope it's not, you know, one of those three nil kind of a games, Liverpool get a couple early goals and then they kind of sit back and they don't want, they don't want to allow those counterattacking goals that Tottenham are kind of famous for. So that's kind of the worry, but I, I do like the over three and a half. Do you like, I mean, uh, Liverpool minus two twenty. Is there any, any route here draw or Liverpool minus one and a half kind of thing? I mean, I, I kind of usually steer away steer clear of those, those ones just cause I don't feel super confident, but I thought, uh, you know, you're, you're talking goals here in this match. One thing that I find pretty interesting is you can get Harry Kane anytime goal scoring odds at plus two twenty five, which is, is pretty high. They played earlier this season. Harry Kane scored in that match. Um, so, I mean, you usually find him, I feel like it's below plus 200. So if you're, if you're like, uh, you know, maybe that Liverpool back line has, has been playing a lot of minutes lately. There's going to be some rotation, some, you know, some confusion. So maybe uh, Harry Kane plus 225 is something that I would, would be kind of a fun bet. And then uh, for Liverpool, you can't, Mo Salah still minus odds at minus 110. But uh, interestingly enough, 
you can get Luis Diaz, who scored and was honestly, I think he was the man of the match against Villarreal on mm. Tuesday um, after coming on at halftime. But you can get him at plus 180 on so many time goal scoring odds. And if you really want to get crazy with it, plus 550 as a first goal scorer, um, which <laughs> would even be another layer of complexity. Yeah, you can find some some advantages if you just shop around the these goal scoring lines. I mean, it's not like Luis Diaz should be one eighty, and then Mane is plus one forty, and Giotis right. plus one twenty five. Like that's what we're looking at at DraftKings right now. So if you look other places, there may be something else, but yeah. just based off these, it's like why not just bet Luis Diaz? Yeah, but yeah, Harry Kane plus two twenty five. Uh, I'm I'm currently in the middle of what is turning out to be a poor goal scoring bet, so. I kind of got a bad taste in my mouth. I bet Jared Bowen and both uh, Cal Antonio to score. And then, you know, West Ham got the early red card. So both those guys were like plus 260, plus 270 to score at Frankfurt. And clearly uh, I got duped in this bet uh, because of that Cresswell uh, red card. But yeah, n- never could have foreseen a, a, a 19th minute <laughs> red card. That's kind of, you see that and you're like, all right, I'm turning off the game. Yeah. Uh, unfortunate for, for that one. Unfortunately for any uh, betting on Premier League teams during these competitions, I think I left the last show saying I was going to parlay West Ham and Leicester uh, to win last week. Neither team won last week, and it looks like they're both going to lose today. So yeah. uh, too bad for the Premier League. But uh... <laughs> I do I do have some season-long bets still at play here. I've got Liverpool plus 400 to win the Premier League, and I've got Liverpool plus 900 to uh win the champions league so there you go we're, uh, you know we're we're all in on those yeah i got liverpool plus 500 to win it i did that before the season nice better you got better odds than i did yeah all right next match we're talking about this is sunday we have arsenal against leeds again two teams that are playing for something arsenal as we said fourth in the table they're two points ahead of tottenham and leeds are they're getting there they're only two points ahead of everton even with Burnley right now. So these these teams need points. And Arsenal are at home, minus 220 to win. Uh, Leeds are plus 600. Draws plus 380. And the over-under is kind of similar to the Liverpool match, which kind of surprising to me. But over three and a half goals is plus 145. Under two and a half goals, plus 140. So according to the odds, uh, it seems like it, it's pointing to like a 2-1, 3-1 Arsenal win. Uh, is that kind of what you're thinking? Yeah, this one is a, it's it's tough to do uh, to determine here. Arsenal getting ready. I mean, them both of them and Tottenham are uh, really fighting it out here for that last Champions League spot. They are going to is the North London Derby next week. I think it's the twelfth. So uh, they have they so Tottenham's got Liverpool this weekend. Arsenal with the elite side who are all you know definitely in danger of going down here. They're two points above Everton in the table. Um, so they could really use, use you know, whether it's a, a draw or win, something. They, they need points out of this game. And then, you know, Arsenal potentially looking ahead to that North London derby, which could be pretty pivotal in the chase for the Champions League. So, I, you know, part of me wants to see Leeds come away with a, a decent result here, but I just think that them going into uh, with the Emirates, you know, I don't feel super confident. You, you're not really getting – if I was to go either way here, you're not getting great odds on the overs. Uh, you're minus 175 on two and a half, plus 145 on the three and a half. So if you think it's going to be like two, two, three, one, 
know, that's your route there. But although other than that, that under two and a half seems interesting um, from my perspective, just because Leeds potentially going to, I mean, we'll see what Jesse March lines them up as, but uh, potentially going to have to play a little bit more defensive here to try to steal a point, at least uh, in, in, in a way mesh. Yeah, we'll see what happens with Leeds. So Stewart, Dallas broke, I want to say his femur uh, last weekend. Oof. So Stuart Dallas, who I'm pretty sure started every game up to this point for Leeds this season, he's out and playing at left back is Junior Firpo, who was pretty much torched uh, by Manchester City last match. And the question, I mean, you mentioned Jesse March. We'll see what he wants to do. He had, he's, I mean, he's had some positive results, but I think some of that you got to look at matchups. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, they lost 4-0 against, against Manchester City. But, I mean, their last three away matches, they won 3-2 at Wolves, which, you know, they benefited from a Raul Jimenez red card in the 53rd minute, a definite benefit. And then 3-0 at Watford. Okay, Watford, how much mm-hmm. does that mean? And then they were, they should have lost at Crystal Palace, but they got they got a point out of that one, score this draw. So, it, it we're still – Kind of, uh, well, who were we talking about earlier? Uh, Villa, I guess, Burnley. Just these teams with these new managers were still, they've had like an easy run of schedule. So it's still kind of hard to, to see how they actually perform against, you know, just these, these better teams and these mid-table teams kind of thing. And Arsenal had a couple bad matches in there after some injuries. But now they win at Chelsea, win against Manchester United, win at West Ham. They're playing really well, and I, I know Leeds have had some positive results, but I'd say this is this seems more like a 2-0 kind of a result for Arsenal because it's not like Leeds have been great offensively. Uh, uh, what do we – I mean, I mean, I just br- I brought up those three goals at Wolves and three at Watford, but I don't even know how much you can put into that. So I feel like I kind of like the under in this one and maybe like Arsenal to win in a, with a clean sheet, which is probably like plus 150 or something. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, Leeds are – they're the – which is funny. We're talking we're t- t- talking unders here, but Leeds have given up the most goals in the Premier League at 72 goals, which is, you know, one more than Norwich City. So it's not like they've been really good defensively. Right. Um, Arsenal, on the other other hand, you know, have the was it sixth most sixth most goals in the Premier League, so kind of a recipe. You know, the more I talk about it, the more I think maybe there's going to be a few more goals than, than I initially thought. But just just from those those uh, statistical viewpoints, but yeah, I don't know. Le- Leeds like played Man City kind of tough last weekend. I, I know it ended up four nil, but it was it was one nil one zero in the thirteenth, and then they they had some opportunities. Uh, towards the end of the half, uh, they played tough to begin in the beginning of the second half, and then City just you know their quality showed, and, and they just really ran away with it there in the second half. But yeah, and in the I think something noteworthy from that is like they they didn't like they weren't playing you know park the bus ball. They were like they were getting out there, they were attacking, um, they were trying to possess the ball a little bit, and so you know I, I don't see them really. Uh, steering clear of that that strategy against Arsenal. Arsenal definitely not even close to City's level. Uh, so I'm, I'm intrigued to see it, but yeah, just they, they, they need points in the worst way. So the last two Leeds away matches, actually maybe we could pull up the last three, uh, but I mean that, that game at Wolves, you can't even really look at the numbers just because 
Right. Him and yeah. his had a red card, so it's right. hard to look at the numbers. But last away match at Crystal Palace, they managed nine shots, 0.59 expected goals, scoreless draw. They were outplayed the majority of that one. At Watford, they got three goals. Um, were any of those PKs? No, they got three goals on 10 shots and had 0.71 expected goals at Watford. So, I mean, you can take what you want from expected goals. That obviously doesn't mean everything, but it kind of shows, like, how difficult were your chances. So, last two matches, away matches against okay teams, like, they didn't get great chances, basically, is what it comes down to. So, uh, so if you think that Leeds are going to get shut out and Arsenal are going to score more than two, I don't know. I just think that Jesse Marsh wants to play a little more defensive than Bielsa used to want to play. So I think that's kind of why I'm leaning towards the under in this one. That's fair. I'm taking over three and a half plus 145. Fine. I'm taking under two and a half. All right. We'll fight about it next week. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. <laughs> so yeah, we got uh, so best bet corner, and <laughs> it's more of like an oval. It's like a cushion chair. Nine, like one of those love sacks. <laughs> nine, <laughs> nine straight winners from your boy over here. Nine, nine straight, straight, nine, nine straight, straight yeah. fade winners. That's I didn't I didn't say best bet winners. Sorry, fade fade of my best bet. Nine straight. Uh, I mean. What else does there need to say? I I said what was going to happen last week between Arsenal and West Ham. I took under two and a half, and I said by halftime there's going to be three goals. Almost made it. Third goal hit in the 55th minute. So I'm going for 10 straight. I, I don't know if I've ever had 10 straight. Well, I take that back. I actually I won ESPN streak for the cash. So I hit 25 straight. So I've hit 25 yeah. straight at one point in my life. So I, I'll take that back, but – just in terms of this podcast, 10 straight. Let's do it. I'm going – what am I going? I'm going Crystal Palace. They are home against Watford. Crystal Palace against Roy Hodgson, who I think he just said today that he's not coming back to Watford, former manager of Crystal Palace. Uh, so you got Roy Hodgson on his way out. Uh, you got Watford going down to championship. I, I guess it's not guaranteed yet, but they're going to go down. So you have that. What do these guys want to play for? Maybe they're playing for contracts. Maybe they're playing for 
you know, whatever next season, but they just haven't really looked good in a long time. When these teams met uh, early in the season, it was 4-1. Crystal Palace had four goals from seven shots. And <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but uh, Crystal Palace, are, we also say on the show, they're a team that's much better at home. And I don't know how Watford are going to come away with a point in this game. I'm taking Crystal Palace minus one at plus 120. So if Crystal Palace win by one goal, you get your money back. But if they win by multiple goals, you win. So there you go. I like that. I think Crystal Palace, this is a smash spot. I think they could win by three goals. So if you want to go something like that, go there. Go minus two and a half, something like that. But I think they're going to control the ball. They're going to get better better uh, shots on goal. And I think I think it's this game's over. It's done. Here we go. But right, the um, fate of this means Watford are going to win. So think about that. Yeah. Well, you say one and a half or just lose by one goal? Uh, I just I'm, – I'm taking minus one. So – Oh, okay. I guess, All right. So, yeah. I guess in that situation, it could be a draw. Yeah. A draw? A draw. So, if you're following along here and you're a fan of the podcast, you've been listening for the last nine weeks, your best bet here is to take Watford, draw or win. And you should probably hit it. Just take draw now that we think about it. Crystal Palace of 14 draws this season. That's most in the league. So, should, should we just go that route? <laughs> we, we certainly could. Unfortunately, I went that, you know, I used that same. <laughs> I used that same thought process last week on the Southampton Crystal Palace game, both, you know, top two, three teams and draws. And, uh, you know, it was looking good. It was one, one until Wilfred Zaha hit a 92nd minute winner. Um, it was like plus two something. So missed out on that, but yeah. So if you're, if you've been following along, the move here is Watford draw and or win. <laughs> you can get draw at plus 300. Yeah. I'm trying to find uh no. Oh, here's an even better one. You can get Watford double chance plus 130. So mm. should you want to fade Adam's bet, he's on a bit of a bit of a hot streak here. I think your play is double chance plus 130. You're still getting plus odds. Okay. Um, so, yeah, there you have it. That's not my best bet, um, but that is, <laughs> you know. Bet. Your best bet is the fade of my best bet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what you should have done the last night. I weeks. should have done that. That would have been great <laughs> entertainment. But, yeah. Uh, now I'm almost talking myself into this one now, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, uh, that's my secondary best bet is okay, Wofford okay. double chance plus plus one thirty. Good bet. Um, my actual best bet, as I mentioned, I, I think I'm on a two week losing streak. Uh, I missed last week on that Southampton crystal palace draw on a 92nd minute minute winner from Wilfred Zaha. We're going to bounce back this week. A couple good ones out there that I did look at. I think, uh, you know, this isn't these are these are two that I'm interested in, interested in, but I'm not going to go with. We had Newcastle double chance winner. That's winner draw. They're playing at Manchester City, a Manchester City side who, you know, they've had a ton of injuries. They just played 120 minutes on Wednesday. Uh, they are, you know, likely mentally fatigued after after crashing out of the Champions League. But you can get Newcastle plus 450. Kind of intriguing. They've been playing better, but uh, those are huge long odds. So if you if you want to take a bit of a chance, um, and then Brentford uh, plus one twenty five, they are hosting Southampton. Um, pretty good odds there against the Southampton side, who's been pretty unpredictable. But skip, you know, if you like those, go with them. But for me, I think the best bet here is I'm going to target in on that Chelsea Wolverhampton game. 
Uh, I believe Chelsea is hosting Wolverhampton and both side, both teams, you know, not really putting the ball in the back of the net whatsoever. Um, I'm going to focus on the under two and a half goals at minus 115 as my best bet. Wolverhampton have the, uh, they've conceded 32 goals um, against, which is good for fourth in the league. They've only scored 33 goals, so pretty impressive. And that's tied for fourth, the fourth least in the league. So, you know, you do the math there, but not a lot of goals that they're involved in. Chelsea, on the other hand, you know, they've got a 125 million pound striker who doesn't even play. So <laughs> that tells you that tells you what you need to know about their strike options. Um, you know, they have not score the goal score many goals in the past few matches so i really like this one and i feel pretty confident that it's going to be under two and a half at uh what did i say minus 115 um so go with that one and it yeah i'm sorry that was over under two and a half at minus 110 so if you feel even more confident check out the under one and a half at at uh, plus 280 you get even better odds i like that one too I I wrote about it in my article. Check it out, rotowire.com. Um, yeah, I mean, you look at pretty much everything, everything you said. Uh, Chelsea, you also got the Chelsea factor of Thomas Tuchel said they play worse at home. So you got that in there. They've scored. Uh, they could score at Everton last match. They scored one against Manchester United. They scored one against West Ham pretty much since the – since the House Southampton match, and I guess the Real Madrid match, technically, they haven't really scored more than two goals. So you combine that with Wolverhampton, who looked pretty bad, and seems like a winner. Seems like a winner. Probably uh, I'll go with like a 2 0 Chelsea win kind of a thing. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it just went scoreless because, hey, that's, uh, <laughs> that's kind of what these Wolves matches do. But I wanted to give an update here. On Europa League, before we go, uh, we have West Ham. David Moyes got sent off in the 38th minute. <laughs> Hell <laughs> so, yes. Uh, so Frankfurt is going to make it. But in the other match, not currently watching it, not sure how much time is left. They're in stoppage time. But in Cuckoo had an equalizer. And then John Lundstrom, former Sheffield United midfielder slash defender, whatever you want to call him, got, got the goal. And Rangers currently set to face Eintracht Frankfurt in the Europa League final. So, uh, pretty pretty exciting for Rangers here. Yeah, I mean, pretty. Yeah, that'll, that'll be interesting. Um, also interesting from the fact that you know Steve G was there. They qualified. They won it. La- they won the Scottish Premier League last year. They qualified. And now they're you know the team has continued to uh, to play well, and they're looking looking down the barrel of a final here. I don't, I have no idea where the final is at for that game. Or... That'd be very real, I want to say. No, I no, that stadium's way too small. I I saw it somewhere. I forgot the. I'm looking it up as we speak. As we as we close out this beautiful episode. Um, it is in Sevilla. Okay, I I was close. I knew it was somewhere like central, southern, whatever Spain. So yeah, sweet. Um, and then other one, Leicester City looks looks like they're going to crash out of the Europa yeah. Conference League. They're down one zero to Roma. We're we're in the fifth minute of stoppage time. So yeah, it looks like Feyenoord is going to take down Marseille. Nice, yeah, should be fun. Business end of the season, Adam. Business end of the season, and of course there are what six midweek matches next week. 
Uh, we did the midweek matrix a few weeks ago. Maybe we'll do that again. <laughs> yeah. uh, not sure what the schedule looks like, but uh, there are a lot of matches next week. So uh, no matter what, there will be content up at rotowire.com. If you play DFS, there will be DFS content. We'll see if there's betting content. We'll see what we can provide for the people. But Chris, we're going long on this one. We're going long on this one. We went long talking about <laughs> this big Burnley Aston Villa match, but. Uh, yeah for the people by the people for the people by the people chris your best bet chelsea wolves under two and a half goals getting close to even odds and my best bet that you want to fade is crystal palace minus one at plus odds so there you go that's game week 36 for the weekend matches and hey Check us out, rotowire.com. Chris is at chron8 on Twitter. I am at rotosadroit. Chris, thanks for joining me. And congrats to the Sounders once more. See you next week. Thanks, Adam.